You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey, everybody out there. Welcome back to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. You're here with Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth. That was a long hey. I was trying to think of something witty to say, and I just kept dragging it out. (laughs) Because I obviously didn't. Wow. (laughs) That's a good open. Hey, 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 I'm just keep doing it. The, the office. Hey, hey. 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 <laughs> oh shoot, that was fun. Let's go do somebody else. <laughs> hey, the office was on television. You That's right. That reminds me of television. Television. <laughs> I love it. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! What's up, man? Right, yo. Yo, come on, yo, come on, come on, man! I'm Prison Mike. You know why they call me Prison Mike? <laughs> Beavis, please sit down. Are you threatening me? I am Cornholio. First sign of youngsters going wrong, you got to nip it in the bud. Nip it. And I'm sitting there with Woody, and uh, I say, I turn to him and I go, uh, boy, these pretzels are making me thirsty. Picture it, Sicily, 1939. Don't please. Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hey, neighbor. Good afternoon, everybody. Nobody had any anecdotes, all right? No, we've we've pretty much covered it already. (laughs) Off before we started recording, so. That's why you should become a patron. Mm. Patrons get behind the scenes cutting floor audio, cutting room floor audio. However you want to put it. Some it's good bonus stuff. episode. Some freebies that uh, there's some bonus. What would you call it? Content. Lies. Content. There you go. Content. <laughs> <laughs> Plan started just a dollar. Find out more at patreon.com slash you down with KPP. Is that correct? That's it. All right, then. Let's talk some television. Well, it's spooky <laughs> season. Anybody getting spooky stuff? Spooky. <laughs> Escape the shock. 
the terror of Werewolf by Night. Tonight, it is every hunter for themselves. Good luck. I'll be rotting for you. But one of you is a monster masquerading as one of our own. I can't wait to find out what breed of evil you are. talking about the werewolf by night big marvel drop this was kind of snuck up on us right like this wasn't was this kind of a surprise yeah when it was announced not too long ago it was a surprise when it came out i had no idea well they announced it a few weeks before it came out yeah but it wasn't something that was on the big board three years ago and everybody was waiting on like it not as far as i know are, were you guys? Is this a thing? Is I was very unfamiliar. Yeah, he's a, a horror character. Like in the seventies, when Marvel expanded and had a whole bunch of horror line with Man Thing and and Morbius and uh, uh, Blade and Dracula, they they had a whole you know mm-hmm. corner of the Marvel universe was horror stuff. And his and, name uh, is it's Werewolf by Night. That's his were- full name. Yes. Werewolf by Night is the character's name. Jack Russell. <laughs> Clever. For real. Clever yeah. For real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So this was a quote unquote Marvel Studios special presentation. It almost looked like the CB. Is it, it CBS? Did. Or, yeah. It was like a yeah. It was a takeoff on the yeah the classic. Which I appreciated. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> so 52, Very cool. 52 minutes long. So. Almost like like one episode of a show, not quite a movie. Uh, directed by Michael Giacchino, or Giacchino, Giacchino, who is a musician, a composer. He has over 150 composer credits to his names. He's done a ton of Disney stuff, Marvel stuff, mm-hmm. uh, all kind of stuff. This He's is the man. His first, this is his first director credit. Uh, shot in black and white. I, he apparently said it was to mute some of the blood and gore, so it didn't get a TV MA. It was obviously it was an homage to the classics, but that 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 was another reason was to yeah. keep it TV fourteen. Yeah, I was a little surprised by the uh, how much gore there was in it, being on Disney Plus. So it was shot, you know, made to look like that old thirties forties film stock, like it it shuddered occasionally, and it had the. The cigarette burns pop on the, the corner of the screen like, to give it that vintage kind of feel. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't feel like too many people are, are that, that familiar with these characters. So it, it was Ulysses Bloodstone's funeral. And they're having a ceremonial hunt to see who would inherit the Bloodstone. Well, I... Uh, oh, that's comic lore. Wheel of breaks. I 
I was like, what? The Bloodstone Hunt. The Bloodstone. Literally, I mean, that is a classic Captain America six-issue story. I mean, that was a, this is totally retconning <laughs> my Captain America, and I don't stand for it. You were waiting for Chris Evans to pop in at some yeah, and uh, it's like late '80s. Uh, this is this is the series that um, I think Crossbones. It was his first appearance in comics, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was like Cap and Diamondback, and the whole deal was uh, Ulysses S. Bloodstone or whatever he. Uh, I want to say, yeah, it was Zemo, uh, Helmet Zemo, the son or whatever, what like got his sternum or whatever, and the bloodstone was in it, <laughs> and they were using it to find other parts of the bloodstone or whatever, because this powerful gem stuff and whatever. It was almost like an Infinity Stone type thing, and, but it was a very uh, Indiana Jones type miniseries or whatever feel to it it was a lot of a lot of uh traps and fighting sharks and you know just doing a lot of a lot of that type of action and waving a, sternums around yeah it was it's just a great it's a great storyline it's a really really solid you know story and it was neat to see the bloodstone used or whatever I thought it was great. I mean, I really did. Just off the bat, it it was not what I expected. Um, I did not, I don't know, I guess I didn't have much expectation for it because it was, I, I really just watched it as an afterthought today. Just to, I thought, well, what haven't I, what's out, what's, you know, kind of Halloween time that I can spend a couple hours on. And man, this thing hooked me right away. Yeah, to me, it wasn't a story that needed six or ten episodes. You know, it didn't, you know, it, it was a very simple kind of story. A, th- a throwback, you know, spooky monster story. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I don't know, it didn't, didn't, I don't know that it broke any new ground besides introducing a few characters and concepts that, you know, who knows if they'll ever come back. But was a fun experiment like we always say marvel can do a lot it can do comedy it can do horror it can do sci-fi it might you know you can use these characters in any sort of format and this further proves that i hope good good stuff check it out but the uh, elsa bloodstone I, it took me a second to place who that was it is laura donnelly who was uh in the that HBO show, The Nevers, the Joss Whedon show, where she plays a very similar character, a very prim and proper British woman who also kicks a lot of butt and can you know do all kind of kung fu and stuff. So I thought she fit pretty well into that role. So um, they could like she could have be a recurring character, you know, if they're gonna start having this type. I mean, there's there's gonna be a Blade, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, there's a, you know there could be other Monster Hunter. Well, I think the big thing about they were promoting this show as it was filmed using all practical effects. Mm. The whole thing. And they said, I had it heard, wasn't the whole thing. There was 
Well, and it wasn't I, all practical. Well, no, but I mean, you know, a lot more than usual. And that man thing certainly had some uh, effects there well, with sure. the space and all that shit. Well, no, I mean, they did with uh, the powers and stuff, but uh, all his, there was an actual. I mean, a suit. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. I'm just saying there was, it wasn't all. No. But yeah, but, they did. A, it did a bunch. But I had heard that part of the reason they did, he did black and white was also to kind of hide um, some of that because he used so much, so many practical effects in it that it would, you know, look more realistic. I thought that was, that the man thing looked good. Like, yeah, it's really good. Does anyone remember the man thing movie from 2005? No way. Yeah. Go home or you will die. When nature takes over. It was filmed on the cheap, and like no studio wanted it, so it came out as a sci-fi original, and then hmm. DVD. It was the most generic like horror movie. It was people out in the swamp, and like the last maybe twenty minutes, you finally see the man thing. You know, you, you know, people get, keep getting, you know, they're they're out to hurt the environment or whatever. It was some <laughs> dumb. It was it was yeah. a terrible movie. What the worst thing to ever have a Marvel character attached to it. One of the worst. <laughs> I was so not like when I was a kid, I did not care about when I saw like Swamp Thing or you know or Man Thing, I'm like, get it out of here. I don't care about this at all. Well I I actually thought I'd only I knew there was something I uh, there was, you know, man thing in Marvel in in the Marvel universe. But I always assumed it was just a ripoff of Swamp Thing. Me too. Me too. But I think I it, it actually it actually came out first. They right? came out very close to each other. Yeah. So it's one of those things they both just sort of, hey, it's a swamp monster. There was a character in the 40s called the Heap. Like mm. there was a, a big swamp monster. So, you know, it's not a novel concept that had somebody had to have cheated somebody. So it's yeah. It, it's pretty fair to say they came up with them individually, but yeah, I, I always loved Swamp Thing, but he, you know, he could talk. Mm-hmm. He had kind of a limited, you know, there'd always be a bunch of ellipses in his, in his word mm-hmm. balloons because he talked very slowly, but there would be caption boxes where he thought these very complicated thoughts. Man Thing did not talk, did not think. No. Man Thing just showed up. It's like he's there's not much you can do with that character. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. There's a legion of man thing super fans out there, but <laughs> he's yeah, he's got a long history. He's been around for decades, and I don't know. There's there's something interesting about him. I, I hope you can do so. Maybe this is the start of that. But then we had uh, the somewhere over the rainbow, and we ended in <laughs> in full color. 
<laughs> yeah. Gail Garcia Bernal and Ted hanging out together. So there's got to be more to come. Maybe next yeah. Halloween, maybe we get a sequel. Ooh. I, I'd be up for that. That'd be a more, cool more annual. More Bloodstone Adventures. I need more Bloodstone stuff. Yeah. That'd be cool. Be, you know. I haven't watched Mr. Boogity yet on, on Disney Plus this year, so could be our new uh our new Halloween go to. Uh, should we stick with Marvel and finish out the She Hulk series? Sure. We've only got one episode left. We haven't talked about episode nine, the big finale. Mm-hmm. Love it or hate it, I guess. There's not there's not too many people in the middle of this show. <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm in the middle. I mean, I would say I loved it, but I did not hate it for sure. I would watch, I'd watch another 10 episodes if they kept putting them out. I mean, I just, yeah, it's completely fine. It's like no brainer entertainment. I don't uh, think hard about it. I just, uh, just, just enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I really did enjoy it. And I really liked the last episode. Um, yeah, I thought that was cool. That was that was, yeah, it was good. Just, yeah, putting it out there on those on on all those crybabies that are have been bitched and moaned about this show the entire time. <laughs> the the foresight it took for Marvel to to yeah, do that so in, far ahead. I don't know that it would take psychic powers to, to think <laughs> well, there would be backlash to a show about a strong female mm. so it started off with that 70s era intro for savage she hulk and I, it didn't need to do anything more for me i was already yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> a near shot for shot remake of the bill bixby series opener Amazing. mark ruffalo standing there like bill bixby, you know <laughs> just like laying his hand on the top of his leg there so it's like come on perfect all right, so spoilers for this episode. Uh, after her her anger in the, the previous episode, she gets taken into custody, gets an ankle monitor put on her. Don't turn into She-Hulk again, Jen. Uh, so she's she's very quickly lost her powers, loses her job, loses her apartment. So she has to go to, to Blonsky's for a mental health break. She's going to go back to the retreat. Meanwhile, her friends use a video of her, much like that Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez tape of her dancing in college that was somehow <laughs> scandalous. We find a scandalous tape of her as a college kid. Post it to that Intelligentsia website. They're in. The guys will love it. They're part of the crew. So then we find out who Hulk King is. So we thought it was a Josh dude. That's why I thought. I don't know if we got it wrong or the show yeah. swerved. Or, or it doesn't matter, I guess. But it's that Todd... The annoying guy who's been a client all season. For they them. made it the even bigger dweeb. Yeah, he he is the Hulk King, and booked for their group. They booked the Abomination as a guest speaker to talk to their 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 intelligentsia crowd, and it never quite played up whether he knew it, what it was. Like, was he there because he was evil and uh, against? She yeah. Hulk, or was this just a? It seemed just like a gig. He didn't even. It was just a generic, you know, uh, talk he was giving. Right. He was the this the the guest speaker for right. the night or whatever, but not a permanent fixture. I think. Obama stay. <laughs> uh, so we had the 
we had the messy ending where everyone everyone showed up at the same time. And all you know, Titania came in and Bruce <laughs> came back and yeah, you know, it was just a whole big mess. She didn't like the messy ending. So what does Jen do? She breaks out into the Disney Plus menu, kicks out her own uh, her own window and climbs in another window, visits production where she learns no one sees Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the, all these these storylines that would normally, you know, in a Marvel movie come together at the end to all work, you know, fit each piece into the puzzle. Mm-hmm. She just, you know, she immediately gets the ending she wants instead and she's just like forget this, this is dumb. And all these fanboys have have worked themselves into into a shoot, you know, they they they've they get so caught up in the story that that's being told in it, that they, they confuse that for reality. That's the, sh- that's the ending of the show, you know? So when she takes herself out and goes to meet Kevin, um, you know, the, the big decision maker, it's, it, 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 it's like saying that we're, we removed Jen out of that Marvel formula because that's what everybody's been complaining about the the the, the problems with the Marvel Marvel formula, mm-hmm. and she's this smart character that she can call out the problems with the formula in the show. So, or with you know the entire Phase Four that they it's and different. She, she than doesn't have to. She doesn't have to play by this, those rules. She right. doesn't have to. She doesn't have to go down that road. She can tweak it exactly. So Kevin is not Kevin Feige, as <laughs> we assumed. It is Knowledge Enhanced Visual Interconnectivity Nexus. It's a robot with a brim of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty good design. I like the design. Mm-hmm. He's artificial intelligence. It was the, quote, the most advanced entertainment algorithm in the world. <laughs> Which is a little bit of a dig at your parent company like right this is like we create these based on a formula here's mm. the, it's, it's a success we make money doing this this way that's a little that's a little brave to come out and say <laughs> you know, shine the, the the wizard of oz you know the, there's a man behind the curtain you know it's it's not all organic and 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 storytelling driven it is it's an entertainment algorithm but we'll leave that debate up to the internet, as Kevin says. Um, he asks She-Hulk to transform back to Jen because she's very expensive. But wait until the camera's off you, because the visual effects team's moved on to another project. And I didn't catch this, but apparently, right there was a musical cue from Black Panther when he said that. So a little mm. tease of what the next, you know, they're already off working on Black Panther, which again is a little bit of a dig because the, there's all these stories about the the VX teams being overworked and underpaid and. The, the harsh working conditions at the Marvel machine pumping out all these shows. So again, the, the spotlight, <laughs> that, that specific thing of yeah. like the, the VX which, people are working too hard, which also says something about phase four, because like with, with, with the infinity saga, with that, you know, the first, all those other phases that came before, there was a lot more time in between the projects that they could introduce more into, in, into making that formula work for them. Mm. We're now with like 
phase four, everything there's just shows and movies and stuff coming at us constantly that, yeah. Hey, guess what? These guys are moved on to the next thing. <laughs> so she quote unquote fixes her ending and I, I, we don't really get an ending. That's, that is the ending. There, there is no yeah. ending. She yeah. made up her own thing. So we, we ended a family barbecue. Matt's there hanging out with the family. <laughs> Bruce shows back up. Hey, he's got a kid. Scar, son of Hulk, has just shown up with a weird haircut that yeah. everybody's making fun of. That's it. That's that's the end of the show. All right, it's a sitcom. Like, should we have been? We say this about Riverdale all the time. Like, don't try to solve the mystery. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, who was trying to steal her blood? What was the plan for this? Who? It didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. And I don't feel that. Again, like Riverdale. <laughs> Yeah, I, I should have known what show I was watching and just gone with the wave and been fine with it, right? Riverdale has prepared us <laughs> for many things. Yeah, many it, things. it was funny because you know after it was over, I didn't I didn't care about any of that stuff. I didn't care about any of the <laughs> plot points. I barely cared as it was going on. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we get the the post credits scene of wong coming back to free emil the abomination i forget why what they say if we're, uh He's what took get... you so long or something He's like yeah. we're living in an era of peak tv yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, uh alicia um wasn't watching she hulk as it came out and she kind of binged it just i think in one day maybe maybe two but uh, we watched that Madison episode the other night, and she had, it was her first viewing of it, and she was just like, this is, she she loved it as much as we did, but she was just like, I, I don't even know what to think about this. <laughs> Madison and Wongers and, and the spoilers and, and all of that, and I was just like, I was like, I was trying to hint around to it, you know, when this was, the the week this came out to you to watch it, and you... You were too busy doing whatever, so so she got to enjoy it a little late, but but we got another laugh out of it. Yeah, Wong is off to his next adventure. He'll be in you know eight other Marvel things, but we don't know what we don't know if we're getting a season two of this or when or where Jen will show up in the movies. We have no idea at this moment. Wait and see. Wait and see. Oh, Seth, I am, uh, by the way, we do, uh, we only lasted what, a week without HBO plus before, you know, <laughs> we, we added it back on there. So I have went back and I'm slowly getting through the house of the dragon shows. Mm. Um, and it, it, it's fine. It's not, you know, as good as the, the original, but nope, but, uh, it's good. I'm starting to piece together who everybody is. And then I just, I was just went through the first time jump episode. So, so I'm just a few behind. Yeah. There'll be more of that. <laughs> this is the setup. This is the set in the table season. Hmm. Saw an interesting uh, thing tonight. Uh, question on the internet. Somebody was asking, <laughs> just to broadside you with this, but what's the uh, what's the best show 
or the best first season of any show? I immediately had a thought. Um, I mean, I'll, I immediately think of one too. But, uh, <clears throat> best, I don't know. the I'll best first season of any te- television show, like just the perfect season. Um. Well, the first my my first instinct just of recent is Westworld. The first season of Westworld is one of the best seasons. It all falls off mm-hmm. after that, but that first season is a masterpiece. Jordan, do you have an answer? That's tough. I don't know. My first thought was Breaking Bad because it was good from the beginning, but it, it it's only like it's six still kind of yeah. yeah. The the first season doesn't really go all in. Mm-hmm. Mine was Heroes. Oh, from NBC. I remember just that first season just being so enthralled with that whole storyline. You know, the whole country was. It was like it, a phenomenon. It was. It, I know, didn't watch. <laughs> trying to follow like twelve different char- main characters in that first season, like they did an amazing job of it. But I don't know. That was the first thing I thought of. I just thought I thought that was an interesting question today. Dave. Yeah, maybe lost, maybe that that that's in that sort of vein of like something that really grabbed people right yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Dave. 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 Season of Dave. <laughs> well, so I would say justified, but then season two got so much better. But hmm. yeah, I'm sticking with Westworld. That's my favorite first season or something. Okay. Which I'm glad I have to use it there because I'll never use it anywhere else. Like it, it's <laughs> it's 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 known for the its first season. Yeah, it is known. <laughs> well, I watched a spooky show on this Halloween season on Netflix. Mike Flanagan returned for the Midnight Club. This is a guy who made uh, Haunting of Hill House. And Midnight Mass, which put, uh, we really enjoyed those two shows. So he's back with a 10-episode series. Each one's about an hour long. And these are based on the novels by Christopher Pike, who is like more of a young adult writer. But he writes horror and sci-fi and stuff, but for a younger audience. So uh, it's, it's eight terminally ill teens in a hospice in 1994. So they gather every night at midnight and tell scary stories to each other. So the concept is uh, 28, yeah, Netflix option, 28 books that this guy wrote. So one of them was The Midnight Club with this concept. And they're using all the other books are the stories the kids are telling. So every story, every, you know, every episode has a story within a story. And it's one of this other guy's books. And there's a wide variety. There's, uh, you know, a serial killer story. There's a time travel story. There's a there's a more of a supernatural, like witch story. So, it's, you know, you get the central mystery of what's going on in this house, and then you, each episode there's there's something else going on. So I thought that was a pretty clever way to do this, especially you know if you're a fan of this guy's writing or grew up reading this. I thought that was cool. Uh, it's set in a big spooky house with a big staircase like all his other shows. It is actually the exact same house used in Lock and Key. 
Netflix built this house as like, you know, as part of, you know, Netflix productions can just use this big spooky house and they, mm-hmm. they just, they reused it. But it's the same sort of Flanagan thing of shadows and you see ghosts occasionally out of the corner of your eye and it's all that spooky stuff. So it stars Heather Langenkamp, who was mm. Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Just the 10 of us also. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> And then for Midnight Mass, it's got Zach Guilford and Samantha Sloyan, who are two of the other main characters. And then everyone else who's ever been in one of his shows is also in it at some point. A couple of them are just voices, including Carla Gugino. She just does a voice for just a split second. She's like a voice on a TV somewhere. But pretty much every actor you, you'll reckon, oh, I remember that guy. He was in his other show. So he has a he has a very specific crew of actors that he works with. But I, I liked it. I, I liked the, the you know, the, again, the main story was we're in a spooky house and stuff's, you know, we're all dying and we have to deal with it. And something, you know, there's something mysterious in this house. And I don't know, there's 10 episodes. I don't know that 10 episodes, we needed 10 episodes of that story, but having all these other stories intermingled really worked and helped flesh out, you know, the character telling the story. You learn more about that character by the story they told. Mm-hmm. And it, it had a few, you know, you know, the themes that were going on in the show would, would touch on, you know, the stories they told would touch on the themes going on in the in the bigger scheme of things. So I, it was just a clever way of doing things. I liked it. And it ended, it could have ended and been done, but it didn't answer very much. Like there's still a way. Why would the ghost be there doing that? So uh, apparently there are plans for more but it hasn't like everything on Netflix. It hasn't been renewed yet. They're waiting on the algorithm to tell them what to do. Kevin has to get in and tell them if they should make a season two. But uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, there's Mike Flynn gave an interview and said, it's designed to be ongoing. We also didn't answer some of the bigger questions of the season. Those answers exist, but we're meant for the next season. And then he said, if there isn't a season two, I'll put them up on Twitter. Then we'll at least be able to talk about it. I don't know that I've ever heard a creator basically say yeah I'll, I'll spoil everything <laughs> if i don't get to make it i'll spoil everything so the fans can talk about it so i thought that was clever um i did enjoy it but i have one gripe the show was set in 1994 and there were multiple times where i was like wait a minute that's not from 1994 they have it they sing green days good riddance i hope you had the time of your life they have a, it's not just in the soundtrack it's a very 90s soundtrack. Some good, there's some good music in it, too. But they, they have a sing-along where they sing that song. I'm like, I know a thousand percent fact that song came out in 1997. And then someone makes, a reference, to, someone makes a reference to an X-Files episode that came out in 1998. So I'm like, I've never been that guy where, like, you know, some old war movie, like, that gun wasn't so, invented until so the 60s. I was more meticulous with our RPG thing. Yes. Then these yes. people get paid millions of dollars. <laughs> so apparently, I I'm an expert in '90s pop culture. You're not gonna sneak that by me, I guess. Of, of what what is uh what is correct for the '90s? That would drive me insane. <laughs> <laughs> but a decent show. I, I it's not on the level of his others that were you know those those really excellent horror horror shows that we've talked about before. But I I'm glad I watched it. It was it was entertaining. Yeah, I was wondering about it. I've heard kind of mixed reviews. Some people really like it. Some people uh, just said it's okay. So I don't know. There's so much to watch that I, you got to really sell it to me. 
We didn't finish Den- Disney. We watched more Andor. Currently, the best thing on TV. Agreed. I, I uh, and what was crazy? I, I'm the only one. I haven't heard anybody else say this, but that sixth episode that was, you know, the climax of the second three-parter, basically, yeah. uh, was great. I loved it. Yeah, you know, loved it. But uh, I actually like this seventh episode even more. Like. It was so good. I, I loved all. I loved all the intrigue and just the character building. See, you know, moving this. You know, see, just I loved it. I freaking loved it. I love Mom Mothma. I just, yeah. This show is so good. Anybody that is not a fan of I these Star Wars shows, this is not what the other ones are. This is. True, but I, I don't understand why more people aren't onto this one. There's the no ratings are not well, they don't should give the ratings, but I, I've heard like it's not it's not getting the well hits that all the other shows get. Well, for one major reason is it's not a kid's show. Kids are not gonna watch this no matter you know, they aren't gonna give a crap yeah. about it at, at all. So that's gonna definitely hit your ratings and then your parents aren't gonna be inclined to sit down and watch it if their kids weren't already watching it. So I'd say as a major main problem with that but i i really don't care <laughs> i really don't, I, it's for you it's i'm enjoying it and they're not going to stop making it so i love know, gonna, they'll complete the story so i love the visuals the sound is amazing um i highly recommend also turning up your if you have speakers or whatever you've got going on at home uh when mm-hmm. you watch this show um mm-hmm. But just the little, the acting is so good. Just the little things they do, facial movements or a, or a, you know, kind of a glance over sometimes. Just, it's Star Wars showing, not telling. You know, Star Wars is very, very guilty well, of, yeah, of telling us exposition and stuff. Yeah, it's one of the, it's, it's made it like all these other prestige shows where you have to sit and say, what were the, what was the theme of this episode? What are they trying? What's what are they trying to get across? What is this? What is happening to this character when they're not really saying what's happening in this character? Yeah, you know, yeah. Star Wars is always very here are the good guys, here are the bad guys. There's a conflict that can be solved with a laser sword, yeah. and then you know, th- right? There's not there's not much subtlety to it. Th- this is not you know space knights and and. Mm. Uh, and, and, and wizards and stuff like that uh, at all. And there was a scene in the first few episodes where after we meet Luthan and then he goes back to Coruscant and he's in his, his shop and he's getting all dressed up, you know, to play his Somebody his part. mentioned that scene to me today. Oh, I really? was playing D&D and I said something about that show. He's like, I still think about that scene and like the third episode or whatever where he just like kind of stands there and that's it like yeah it, it, that moment where is Stellan <laughs> Skarsgård as they may or he where he just goes through the motions of getting himself into character yeah to 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 become that person uh is was such but a great touch it yeah. was and I can it's in a weird way I can so relate to that like as, as go pull that polo on it yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> so as a salesperson, man, like that's, <laughs> it really feels that way. Some days, <laughs> like it, yeah. a lot of days is just like, you're playing a character and it, it, that was crazy. And I, I, I did. I just, I kept thinking about that, that scene well, that's, over and over. My, so he's so, introduced. He's introduced as, okay. He brings and or into the rebellion. Right. Right. So he, is he the Obi-Wan type character? Okay. That is good guy. That is our good mm. guy. Right, that is the yeah. the the mentor that will teach the young guy the ways of the the good guys. <laughs> but so now we've gotten okay. He started this, he started this fight, and and he didn't tell Mon Mothma, and he's going to get a lot of people killed. And what are are his motivations pure? Like it's yeah. a complex character, and that's great. Like well, there's a lot still to learn about this guy, and is he, you know, he's willing. <laughs> He's willing to get his hands dirty, and he's you know he's basically doing it for the right reasons. Like, like yeah, this he has very little screen time so far, but he's already way more complex mm. than a lot of these type you know the the rebellion or Jedi type characters we've had before. So, oof. yeah, that's for sure. And and that you know talking about this uh, episode seven, the last episode there, um, I'll just say at the end. You know when when he's taken his cut and he's he's ran away, got gotten away, and he's on this you know vacation planet, beach planet of some sort. You see and what his alias was? Keith. 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 <laughs> I didn't put that together until you said that. <laughs> yeah, and but then you know just such a powerful thing like showing you know of course rogue one tried to do it but i think this is doing it better and showing that everyday life and and stuff and even you know the last jedi with the canto bite stuff that didn't really like hit um kind of slowed the movie down i thought this was much better just in that scene and then you know for him to just walking along and start getting harassed i was just like oh my gosh this is so so timely, so real world right now in the news stuff. Um, done so well. Yeah. Yeah. Some some places talk about how that is, you know, the, the fascism at the top, how that trickles down to the petty, yeah, you know, beat cop, <laughs> right? You know, a, 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 abusing his power. You know, so we go from the system, you know, the systemic problems of, you know, the problems at the top, and they get enforced you know, further mm. down the level. So we're seeing it all, we're seeing the full it's level. Because they, they think that they're, you know, by enforcing this stuff, they they feel it's their power. It's not those right. people above them right. that they're right. wielding. They're wielding, it's their power. And they're, they're part of the power, mm. you know. They're not on the football team anymore. So they're, uh, this is all they got. <laughs> uh, no question on what side of that anyway, we stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's show. I like I like all that. It's showing, you know, the empire again. The empire were the bad guys. Mm. Okay, we we never saw how they ran the galaxy in the first couple movies. Like they were just the bad guys because they were evil. They did evil stuff. But this is showing the actual imperialism taking place. The colonialism, you know, going to these native lands and stealing their stealing stealing the land, giving no thought to to the natives Mm -hmm. that they're they're destroying their culture, their customs. Uh, you know, again on a on a macro scale, and then also on the micro scale of all oh, this offense used to be six months, now it's six years, and 
you know, that the, the, we're seeing more storm. We there weren't a whole lot of stormtroopers at the beginning. Like they're they're, mm-hmm. they're showing up more and more. The, the, the again, the thumb of the empire. So that's why, yeah, where I, they I like were seeing boiling. The, I see the full scope of what the empire is and how how bad it really was. Yeah, they've been boiling the 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 frog to sell. Everybody's slowly losing their right. rights, and now I, they're like, ah, "Turn it up, we we uh we need to scare the hell out of them." What's up? All these sentences, and mm-hmm. now that we've infiltrated everywhere and run everything, but they wanted to do that anyway. So using this robbery and the crawl crime is up across the galaxy. We need to be stricter. Like it gave them an excuse, you know, to, to, to get, you know, and I'm yep. sure there's people saying, yeah, they should have just complied. <laughs> yeah. They would just, would well, just do what he said. Why? You know, right. I love that. I love that. When the, when the, I don't know what, what kind what kind of droid is K2SO? Uh, he's just an imperial, like I don't know. Tech, he's a security yeah, droid. Saying, yeah, thinking if you knew the exact, yeah. yeah, something like that. But I, I love that they played on that fact with that droid that he just like K two S O would uh, take things literally. Yeah, and so when he was like, uh, you know, hang, hang he said hang. or whatever, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah, I was like, that's funny that they go with the literal thing just like he was yeah I, I, it was I'm... it was good i i uh like i said i love mon mothma all that the intrigue with that and that she doesn't even know what's going on like you know what other other people are doing her trying to figure out if her friend mm-hmm. which side he was on whether you know it's all good it's all good uh you know i'm what at the end? Yeah, he went. He gets six years, and uh, I assume the one girl that they left on the planet will come save him or whatever. You know, like, yeah. But, um, yeah, they're they're uh, <laughs> they're it's certainly saying a lot um, as a whole in the story, but yeah, I, I'm glad it's not nearly over. I was afraid of it was going to be a series where I just, yeah, Oh yeah. We got another month of it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Like, so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where it's it really, it is really great. I would, I would definitely recommend it to anybody that likes a good, uh, intriguing action show. It doesn't, doesn't even have to be a star Wars person. Yeah. I think you get a little more out of it. I saw some people online talking back and forth of like, the original post was talking about how mature this was and how how grown up and how smart it is and somebody was replying i don't need a mature star wars show i don't need a dark gritty star wars show and they're trying to say mature is the wrong word like it's it's star wars for grown-ups it's like even that doesn't quite hit so i i don't know how to describe it but it is you know it's a a subtle star wars a a slow it doesn't have to be flashy there's no there's no lightsabers waving around to keep your attention <laughs> it's the story and the acting everybody's acting is great i love and we the with the the what's the guy's name the the officer that we're following the whole time that is yeah. just trying trying johnny, to johnny high collar yeah, trying to be uh <laughs> trying to be an in, individual by going so far as to wear a brown suit with, yeah. with a high collar and and his, just the way he ends up at the, he 
at the end of the episode like severance you know he is just like put pushing buttons on a you know yeah. looking at well, a screen grandma, in a room in a room with a million other people the same as him yeah. like exactly what he did not want right uh granny his sicilian granny got him you know turned in yeah. a favor to give get him that job like that is so so it's like, i like that realistic. guy i can't i i i have high hopes for him i i want him to you know you know there eventually that will come to a head in some way and i just hope that he ends up on the other side like i i because it's not like he is uh imperialist he is just rule of law and yeah you know if it was you know if it was the right people in charge he would be trying to make sure that the you know the right things were being done he's just as in that he could system. be an agent agent callus before agent callus in rebels yeah it's that minutia of evil of okay he's part of this evil empire he just pushes buttons he's yeah. he's just getting a paycheck like is he evil well he's part of this giant evil well, i don't know what what and the same with the you know the the, the female officer in that room of like yeah. it's such like petty office politics yeah <laughs> you know trying to jockey for promotion you know, in the you know in this giant bureaucracy of evil gal- galactic empire we empire still have this petty backstabbing nonsense it's like that's that's kind of heartening yeah <laughs> to a degree of like it's all it's the whole galaxy is just made up of this a nice touch on them um in that group of bringing in what was the character from from clone wars um God, what was his name was it wolf i don't remember um I can't think of the officers. His, uh, I know, you're, I know you're talking about. Yeah, with the mustache. He's an older yeah. guy now. He was the character in that was named in in the white suit, yeah. the only one wearing white in in A New Hope in the in the boardroom scene with Vader and all the other you know Grand Moffs or whatever. Mm. But yeah, the, the, they, he starts as a young man helping Anakin Skywalker in Rebels or in uh, Clone Wars, and then has progressed on through the Empire. Now we see him as an older, you know, an older guy working in the ISP. Just nice little touch there. It's a good show. Good stuff. You, uh, you guys caught up on Quantum Leap? <laughs> you quit? To give I, up? I watched the first two. As well. I watched the first one. Wolf U. Lauren is that character's name. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I watched the first episode after you guys were talking about it the other yeah. day. So it, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I just like, I was not expecting, I 100% was not expecting them to dig so much into the old show. And, and like, they, cause they had said they weren't, you know, it was a reboot or whatever, but it's not. I mean, it was just totally digging back into that stuff in this latest episode uh did you know just uh, it was kind of did you know it's a very cookie cutter episode probably the, my least favorite so far but the ending was like you know some guy comes up to him and is like it's like what are you following me for and knew the guy's name and everything and it, like it's like they didn't do that near in a, you know it just was like they it seems like every episode they have another idea 
that is interesting. So well, I saw it's no longer in his lifetime. I saw it was like an old yeah, last yeah, yeah. episode. Yeah. So they've, they've expanded what, what Sam yep. Beckett could do. So they're throwing a lot of stuff up there. See what sticks. I'm, I'm still into it. Um, I feel like there was something else. Oh, there was a... Do you guys remember The Mole? That seems like something you would have watched back in the day, Jordan. Yeah, where there's one character trying to derail the, the thing. Yeah. Is this a reality a, show? Yeah, yeah, it was a reality show. Anderson Cooper hosted it the first year. Uh, and it was just a reality show where they try to do these tasks to earn money, and one person is trying to make them not earn money, try to make them lose money or whatever. And, and every, after every task or whatever, they take a quiz of like 20 questions asking them like, was the mole in the room when this happened? Was the mole, you know, just try to see what, how many questions they can get right by who they think the mole is. And whoever gets the least amount right is eliminated from the game. So there'll be like 12 or 15 people, but each week, Somebody gets eliminated, but it's it's not like there's one person trying to sabotage everything. Everybody's sabotaging everything because they want to throw the suspicion on themselves. So they don't, you know, everybody wants to look like the mole. So you, so they get, so other people are guessing wrong on the doing bad on the quiz. So anyway, they Netflix put out a season <clears throat> over the last three weeks. It just finished up today, but I always liked that show back in the day. I think they were, they only did two or three seasons back then, and then uh, this season's not bad. Hmm. I, I've only I felt figured out way too early who the the mole was not was not a great mole this year. That's my only problem. But so they they don't tell the audience ahead of time. No, you do not know. You do not know for sure. You have to decide along with everybody else. But the mole, whenever they take the quiz, the mole always passes you know so it's there's no danger of like them you know you know getting kicked out and stuff but there, there were some neat tasks this season some neat things they did not you know basically just let anybody know if you like that show back in the past it's back and it was a decent season Wrexham finished up mm-hmm. right yep. so that was good that, that final episode was so well made, showing clips from the game, and then cutting in you know shots of the guys with their kids and yeah. you know people that like it was just edited so well of like you know you're you're getting excited like what's going to happen in the game, and then they're showing you flashes of what's at stake you know the the, the behind the game stuff. I just thought it was really well put together. Yeah, I think I saw it's coming back season two. Oh, 100 percent it'll yeah. be back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. <clears throat> well, you guys watched more stuff than I did this week, but that was a good pretty much hour. All I got. <laughs> that was a good That's hour. Pretty much all I got. TV. It's here for us. It's here, <laughs> it's for here you. to soothe <laughs> us. Well, as Wonger said, we are living in an era of peak TV, and if I will listen to anything Wong has to say. So that's He's it for this wrong. week. 
No, he's white. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, we're done here, right? Uh, okay. He's not white. He's Walt. <laughs> Let us know what you have There's been watching. There's your title. There's your title of the episode. He's not white. He's Glad Walt. we we squeezed it in right before the end. there's always something that we're missing i'm sure so if we are missing out on your favorite show we'd love to know we will check it out we'll let you know what we think of it or if there's something you've heard of you know you maybe just are curious what our opinion is let us know and we'll do our best my name is jordan lowe i'm cliff barnes South, bye forever. We should have ended it like we started it. Say bye forever. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, shit. Kapow, the pop cultured podcast, is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.